Welcome to Monday Morning Couch Potatoes, a podcast dedicated to sports talk from Chicago, Las Vegas, Dallas, and beyond. I'm your host, Ronald L. V. Wrights. I'm also with Timothy T-Dog Wiltberger. You are listening to Monday Morning Couch Potatoes Podcast. This week, we'll be talking about NFL, Tyson Holyfield, maybe? And whatever else is on our plate. Because that's what we have. The potato plate. And we're here with the T-Dog. Plate of potatoes? Yeah. What kind of potatoes? Smash potatoes, my friend. Smash potatoes. Roasted couch potatoes. Roasted couch potatoes. Ugh. Ugh. So we had a full weekend of NFL this weekend, huh? Almost. Cowboys haven't played yet, but... Yeah, that might be the icing on the potato cake, I guess. Ugh. Yeah, you know what? We got to talk about the Bears, don't we, unfortunately? Holy crap. I don't know if we need to talk about the Bears. <sighs> we don't have to talk about the Bears. You got to admit, that was incredibly frustrating. Just beyond frustrating. That it, I don't know if I've ever watched a game where I felt like we had it in the bag and for us to cut, you know, for it to be like gut wrenching there at the end. Yeah. I, now I know. Now I know how some of our opponents felt when we stole games away, like the Lions when we stole a game on the Calvin Johnson not catch, and like the Broncos when we stole that game away a couple of years back. But yeah, I just it's crazy. Yeah, I mean the the Bears are who we thought they were, right? At yeah. five and one, they were going to win. Uh, six losses in a row. It's tough. It's tough. Um, I don't know. Let's well, let's hear what Coach Nagy has to say about it. Apart the last two seasons. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't know. I think that uh, for us, all I know about is is you know who our players are as as people and how they handle this stuff, and it's not because of a want. I know that you know, and so. This is difficult, man. This is the life in sports, and and uh, it's not easy. It's not it's not fun when you lose, uh, and you know the only thing you can do is is continue to support each other. Um, you know, just just fight for one another and understand that it's not because of lack of trying. Well, not a lack of trying. Does he have that just on repeat when they ask that question? He just hits the button, and I or think did you so. actually see his mouth moving when that. That was being recorded. Uh, well, when I watched it, it looked like his mouth was a little bit off sync to the sound. There you go. And it's, it's, it's the same stuff every week. I mean, it's, you know, hey, I get it. He's talking will versus skill. Do we yeah. think the Bears have the skill? At certain positions, certain players on the team, yeah, they do. But if the skill's not equaling wins, there's got to be something else there. So, you know, do I think they're trying? Absolutely. I don't think they did last week against the Packers. That was a complete – that was garbage. Yeah, and they had this a week. Time around, they had yeah, a week I mean, to prepare for this that time game. Around, this time around, I mean, I, it looked good from the get-go. They had that quick tempo on that opening drive. Yeah, it stalls on that third and short where they ran backwards again on third down and short like they seem to keep doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, there was a lot – there was actually a lot more positive in this game – than we've had, obviously, in quite some time, LV. There's no question about it. I mean, you look at the play of Akeem Hicks and the running game, David Montgomery and and Cordell Patterson, 
Um, you know, it's nice to see Buster Screen actually getting tackles for once. Yeah. Uh, you know, but so yeah, there was some really good, you know, uh, play, but I mean, this is a team that's dead last. I think they said in third down conversions in the last six weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just can't, they just can't do it on offense, no matter who's, who's behind center. Now, the funny thing is, is they were sharing some stats during that game where, you know, the offense ultimately is better with Trubisky under center. I agree. I agree. You know, I mean, unfortunately, they cannot score to save their life in the third quarter. If seven points in <laughs> twelve games, I mean, unbelievable. They had well, go- they go they ahead. scored nothing this quarter. Yeah, zero again. They've got one touchdown in the third quarter. They do great in the fourth when they're behind, but they well, were up. Was, but they were was up because of the games earlier this year where they had to come back against the of Lions. Of course. They had to come back against the Falcons. So you know what? If you're losing and your team goes into a prevent defense, like the Bears did today while they were winning. Yeah. Jeez. That Gibson kid, they need, they need to let him go, bro. Ugh. Like I saw the touchdown pass that, that put – Dallas or Detroit up to 27 and Gibson was just standing out there like mm-hmm. twiddling his thumbs. Yeah, it was brutal. It, it, it's, it's tough to watch, especially if you're on a tape delay and your friends are texting you <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, well, you know, I'm on a tape delay. I don't want to, I don't want to hear from any of my friends. But unfortunately, you have friends in in different places than just Chicago, don't you? In Michigan, yep, yep. I, I purposely ignored some text messages since I was about an hour behind everybody. And unfortunately, I got a text message from a coworker who's from Michigan who I thought was about work. And no, he was texting to say, wow, I can't believe Detroit pulled that off. And to think... You know, I, I like. I know where this music. I know why this music's coming out. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's the smack wagon. It's back. I, I want to get. You know, I, sh- I I want him to listen to this podcast because I tell you what, Pat, you're killing me. You totally screwed it for me. Now, granted, I was feeling good, you know, and and it would have been a huge letdown regardless. Yeah, but I had to watch the last, you know, eight nine minutes of the game, knowing the outcome, which I don't like doing that. I'm weird like that. Whatever. Well, and, and and it's your right to watch it however you'd like. I mean, that's why we record the damn games anyways. Yeah. But it's my fault. I should have turned the, you know, shouldn't have looked at the text message. But at the same time, come on, Pat, what's the matter with you? You know what the hell you're doing. I think he did it on purpose. <laughs> I'm that's sure why he did. he's getting a smack wagon today. Damn, Pat, I don't even know you, but you just got ran the F over, my friend. And that's not Pat Burns. That's Pat Deeg. Okay, Mr. Deeg. Stop texting my buddy. That really disappointed him. Especially to look back and, you know, because now you, okay, so now you know that they lost. And now you're watching as each play is happening going, why didn't uh, Robinson... How did they lose this game? That's exactly what I was doing. Looking at that going, wait a minute. That's a first down. That's a first down. Okay. We stopped them. What? How the hell did we lose this game? And then, lo and behold, stripped there at the end. And, um, you know, it was just, it was mind-numbing. And 
What's frustrating is they played so well. Yeah. I mean, they took advantage of the Lions being, I think they were, came into the game like 28th ranked defensively against the run. And, man, Montgomery and, and Cordero Patterson were, were running great. Yeah. You know, I mean, they were they were doing a fantastic job. It was it was nice to see that they actually took advantage of a team that was garbage. Um, but defensively, we still looked soft on a lot of the coverage. I mean, it just yeah. I know, listened I mean, to the I listened to the Nagy uh, post game, and of course, uh, a lot of the questions were being asked. You know, what's going on with your defense? Why can't they, why, you know, I understand that they're in a prevent, but they needed to, to waste more time on the clock. They literally were, they literally drove down like 94 yards in like two minutes, you know, very quick. Um, and unfortunately they scored that touchdown. You know, they were also asking, you know, how, how are you going to fix that? He's got to look at the video again. It's got to look yeah. at the video. You know, what yeah. would have been nice. There was a couple of things. It almost felt like, you can just see the 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 unfortunate mistakes happening as they were going on. Like, for example, you know, it was like five minutes left. We're driving, and we throw to uh, Miller left side, and Miller goes out of bounds. Like, wh- why? Why are you going out of bounds? There's no reason for you to go out of bounds. Yeah, he had a nice breakaway, he broke a tackle, whatever, and he's running down towards the sideline. Why do you dart out of bounds at that point? Why don't you just get tackled? Take the tackle. What are you afraid of? Afraid of getting tackled or something? Are you talking on the kickoff return? No, no, I'm not oh, even talking, talking about that. Not even talking about that? I'm oh, before yeah. that. Yeah. So, you know, that could have wasted a little bit more time. We ended up having to call a timeout. The clock was already stopped. We ended up having to call timeout just so they can get a play down. And then the other thing is, you know, your third and eight, third and six, third, third, you throw to, you know, sure hands Robinson, which is great. Oh, the guy slips, the defensive player slips and he tries to go out of bounds. He goes out of bounds too soon. Short of the first down. Yeah. I, I, and I, but let's not get it. Let's not get into that one yet. Cause that kind of jumping the gun there. So, you know, you, you you kick off, you get stopped, you kick off, they come down, they score, then they kick off to you, to the Chicago Bears receive. So instead of taking the ball and running, you you get the ball and you slide. Yeah. So quickly. Man, waste some time. What are you going to, are you afraid you're going to get tackled or the ball's going to be punched out? Well, yeah, I mean, that made no that made no sense to me whatsoever. I don't know if if Mooney just isn't normally on the kickoff return in that type of situation, and if he isn't, then he shouldn't be in there when that, it's that critical time of the game. But for him to make a play like that, it made no sense. None. Cut back to the inside. Try to get some yards. Get some cushion so that, God forbid, if you don't get a first down, at least you give your punter a chance to pin him. Yeah. You know, you're not playing thinking you're going to get a strip sack in a crucial situation like that. And But, yeah, I mean, it's just lapse in judgment, and that comes down to coaching, Ron. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. I don't I – don't, I, I don't – if he if – he, if he's not worried – and it doesn't sound like he's too worried about his job, though the press did press him on that and say, you know, are you thinking about that? Are you concerned? And of course he's not concerned, you know, that's not, he can't worry about that. I get it. But well, the, the interesting thing about that, Ron is, 
Um, he, so a lot of people, well, some people around the team around uh, Chicagoland area were wondering. So after that loss to the Packers, right. What does he normally come out and do? Oh, you know, we'll do the best we can. We got to look at the film. These guys are trying really hard, so on and so forth. He came out after that Packer game. It was sort of an about face, right? Talking crap. Like, you know, we sucked. And if we can't, take pride in ourselves and you know he didn't say it as harshly but essentially if we can't take pride in ourselves we got no business being out on the football field so what's with all of a sudden the about face you know what's the difference there is that was that a coach where you know he got behind the scenes somebody from the the brass come to him and say you know what i don't know if it's you're worried about your job but tell you what you're going to be back stop worrying about your job and do whatever you got to do to get this team turned around. And then for him to come out and talk smack about the defense, number one, which they deserved every bit of it. Yeah. But did something like that happen behind the scenes? Or is he pretty much at the point going, what do I give it? I'm out. I know I'm going to be gone at the end of this year. I'm going to start telling it like it is. I don't know. I mean, it's one of those two things. That's a good question. And, uh, I, I, I like, I, here's how I felt. I felt for sure that, after the game, I felt, honestly, I'm like, they have to let him go. They have to let him go. You can't go six losses in a row. I mean, listen, you know, tip your hat to the new head coach of the Lions because they got rid of Matt, uh, Matt uh, what's his Patricia. name? Patricia. Yeah, he's gone. And they come mm-hmm. out and win. Well, you know, Daryl Bevel, I think, is the interim coach now. And here's the thing that's frustrating, though, is like, I don't feel I I don't think we use our defense to the best of their abilities. I really don't. I know that our defensive head, uh, coach, what's his name again? Chuck Pagano. Yeah, Pagano. I was excited for Pagano a couple years ago, but man, I didn't realize how much of a wimp, how weak he is as far as not pushing this defensive team to to send more than four people at a time. Like yeah, he a will not do it. Defense. Yeah. It's a vanilla defense. There's not a lot of movement on the front line. He doesn't do a ton of blitzing. Um, a lot of zone. Uh, it is, it's, it's, it is a, essentially a bend, not bra- a bend, not break type defensive scheme that he runs. The difference is, is we over the previous couple of years have been able to still create pressure up front. We haven't been able to do that. And his that defense really doesn't work unless you can create pressure with that front four. And we just haven't. And part of that, I think, has a lot to do with Robert Quinn. I've bashed yeah. him every week going forward. He was, again, worthless today. Yeah. Um, you know, Khalil Mack, I think the only sack he had got called back because of a penalty. So he's been struggling. But now he's dealing with double teams and triple teams, and they're chipping the tight end on the block. You know, where's the rest of the defensive line making that noise? Now, obviously, it was good to see – uh, Hicks back today. Um, you know that was nice to see oh, him back great. in the front. Immediate results on 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 uh, against the run. I think they they averaged less than three yards per carry today. Yeah. After Green Bay scorched him, so it was nice to see that. You know, just proves how big he is to this defense. But they can't create any pressure. They just can't, and that's really where we're lacking. And Khalil Mack can't do it all himself. No, he just can't. He can't. And, so we, and we were up by ten. The, yeah, we're, oh, yeah, we're up by ten, dude. And you mentioned and you mentioned Allen Robinson. 
And it got me thinking what they have got to figure out a way to sign that guy. Yeah. Because I mean, they, they obviously put their faith in him after he had that, when he tore his ACL, I think. So he was out for a year. I think he had one catch and then tore his ACL at the beginning of the year. But they were high enough on him to give him forty plus million dollars over three years. Now, they could franchise tag him, but that's gonna be expensive and they're already strapped. That's gonna be like probably eighteen million dollars, twenty million dollars to tag him. Um but I, I know it's gonna cost a lot even on the open market. I mean, he's now he's gonna be one of the highest ranked free agents out there, and you're gonna see him probably get offers in the in the sixty to eighty million dollar range. Yeah. And one of those offers should absolutely come from the Bears because who who they can have otherwise? Yeah. You know, I like Mooney, but he's not yeah. a he's not a number one guy right now. No, he's not. But no, the, Miller is Miller's offense yeah. is gonna be gone. And Miller's hit or miss. Sometimes you know, his route running is not that great. Yeah. He, you know, he's sporadic at best. Well, the downfall is, is I don't know. I don't think they will sign because what you know, you need so much help, so much help across the board. Most notably, the offensive line. So, do you spend that money on a Rob, or do you go after, you know, offensive line repairs with that money? Because you've got, you know, you look at some of the the offensive linemen out there that are going to be available, like uh, Williams from uh, the tackle from San Francisco. You know, there's a good, there's probably one of the better left tackles that is going to be on the market. Granted, it's going to cost you as much. It would probably cost if you kept a Rob. So, or you could go cheaper. The center from the Packers Kinsley, Mm -hmm. he's going to be available. You could, you could bring him in for probably half that, you know, 30 to $40 million range and throw him at center, move white hair over to guard. You get Daniels back in the middle of that line, middle of that offensive line is pretty stout with those three, but they don't have a lot of money under the cap. No. So it's going to be hard. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I I think um Ryan Pace needs to he needs to bounce, dude. I still mm-hmm. think there there's been some poor decision making and and the Bears have always had some poor de- de- uh, decision making over the last, you know, 10 years. But he I, tell me one good tell me one good thing that Pace has made. The Khalil Mack trade? I don't know. I mean, you you gave up you gave up quite a few really good defensive players that are playing really good on other teams right now for Khalil Mack. Um, yeah, and it wasn't like the other thing. It wasn't like you know it was we drafted Khalil. This is just a trade that happened to happen. You know, the Las Vegas Raiders didn't want to deal with them at that time. Trade him away. We gave two first round picks. Two. Mm-hmm. And and that's paying a price now. And then with the other first round pick that we get, we we move up one spot and get Trubisky, which I believe I said his last name correctly. I didn't put an end in N in there. There's no T in there either. It's Trubis. Oh, Trubisky. Got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the, so the struggles uh, that the GM has been making are real there. I mean, Ryan Pace needs the pace his way out of the door. Well, as a general manager, you need, you need more wins than losses. And I'm not talking on the field. I'm talking in the, in the, in the boardroom, right? I mean, in the, the uh, player development room and everything else, you need more wins. You need more gains than losses there. And that's really a good measure of a GM because there are going to be misses. I mean, you know, not everybody had Deshaun Watson and, you know, 
uh, Mahomes outranking Trubisky. I mean, Trubisky was the number two quarterback on some boards out there. So, but he was, yeah, okay, that's fine. He was the number two. He never was it. the number one. But well, he was close enough. He was a highly rated quarterback on a lot of boards. Okay, I mean, so people, th- those mistakes are made all the time. You know, I mean, uh, Phil, uh, the kid from um, Washington that went after Peyton Manning. Yeah, Ryan Leaf. Uh, Ryan Leaf. Yeah. There were a lot of people that said he should have been drafted for Peyton Manning. Yeah. How would that have worked out, right? I mean, Leaf, you know, is sort of those types of things happen. And the Bears have made some of those mistakes, most, you know, obviously. Sometimes you get, you know, picks that kind of fall into your lap and, and you know, you're, you're lucky. Uh, but yeah, Pace has made more mistakes than not. I wouldn't call the Khalil trade, Khalil Mack trade, a mistake necessarily. I'm not uh, calling but- it a mistake. I'm just saying, you know, that that happened to fall in his lap in a sense, right? Wasn't like that player. That player, Khalil Mack, should never have been let go from the Raiders. They should have done. They should have did what they had to do. And well, they did what they had to do because they knew, you know, they had a good feeling that they weren't going to re-sign him. They weren't going to be able to afford to pay him, so why not get something for him? And and, I, and our coach, our defensive coach, I, I I understand he's getting double teamed and triple teamed or whatever, but I just feel like you have other players that you can get in there and and you're not. I don't know the the struggle for me is real, and you know, <laughs> I'm sick. I'm sick of the Bears and the shuffling crew to <laughs> shuffle their ass right out of the. Right, uh, uh, right out of this season because this defense, season is pretty much over. I mean, the defense had more life today, definitely, than it did last week, but no pressure on, on Stafford. He was able to throw for, geez, I think it was over 200 yards in the first half. I mean, he was, you know, so they didn't get any pressure on him. And they didn't compliment the offense. I mean, the offense finally had it clicking. I think we scored on our first three drives. Um, and I think I, <laughs> I think they said something like, we had three rushing touchdowns in the first half, first time in 30 years. Yeah. Can you believe that? You know what? We're going to put that up on our Twitter feed and tell, let us know if you can answer who was that. Mm-hmm. We're not going to. Who was ma- the running back and who was the quarterback? Because the running back scored two touchdowns and the quarterback scored one. So who was that in 1990? <laughs> the last time the Bears scored three rushing touchdowns in the first half. I, I was surprised by that. Um, you know, because I know we haven't had stellar running games, but, you know, had some good running backs, Thomas Jones. I, I would have thought Matt Forte would have helped us achieve that stat at least uh, during his time in Chicago. Um, but, yeah, just frustrating all the way around. Um, you know, I, the one thing I got to say, though, the positive, especially in the first half, I, the offensive line actually played well. Trubisky had time. He wasn't under pressure too much. Granted, Later on, that didn't work out well, but it's just frustrating, man. I, I don't even know what to say. Uh, seven points in the third quarter. Seven. Seven. Out of 12 games. One touchdown. One. For, it was probably a defensive it. touchdown, too. Yeah. <laughs> probably. One of Cordell Patterson's kick returns, probably. Yeah, probably. Actually, actually didn't he return an opening second-half kickoff? Was yeah. it, it second-half? I think so. I think that's what it is. <laughs> we got to check that because if that's if that's the case, and the offense hasn't scored a single point, I, I that's crazy. 
we might have to look that stat up because if that's the case, then the sh- entire Chicago Bears offense is getting run over by the smack wagon. Are you kidding me? Anyway, I digress. So, you know, we were talking about, you know, why the the Steelers-Ravens game was extended right. and we were wondering why they didn't do it for Denver. Um, follow up on that. The reason why they didn't do it um, was because of containment. So they right. felt they felt that the Denver game contained their players that had COVID positive COVID tests, which was all four of their quarterbacks. But they didn't feel that the Steelers Ravens had uh, had it under control. They didn't know who potentially could be positive after doing their tracing. So they yeah. couldn't they couldn't narrow narrow it down. So. That's one reason why the Steelers Ravens game is actually pushed. They played it on Tuesday, and the That's Steelers why we've had all the shifts in the the other yeah, the schedules because of that. You're right. I mean the the Cal the uh, Broncos issue was was isolated to that specific group of players, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can't get the you can't put yourself in a position to get the other team sick. Correct. So, and if you're getting positive. You know, the Ravens were getting a positive test every single day for like six or seven days in a row. Yeah. So until they had two, I think it was 48 hours of no positive tests. That's why that kept getting pushed where the Broncos had the two consecutive days of no positive tests, except all four, (laughs) all four guys in that room. So it was easy. And yeah, you're right. I mean, it was funny. I I think I asked the question last podcast thinking, you know, I, I can't understand why, but what you just said makes complete sense. And, um, well, you know what's interesting, and and that was your Steelers Ravens. Your upset of the week was the Ravens for last. Well, I don't week. know what's interesting about that. There's there's no reason to bring that up. Nobody on this podcast wants to know about that. Well, we we track upset of the weeks, folks. And Tim, yeah, and right I believe, now, I believe I'm the only one that has picked an upset of the week. You have, thank you. Okay, you've picked one, but you generally your upset of the weeks have been uh, abysmal at best. Uh, I picked the Falcons today. They almost beat the, the, the Saints. So, Thank you. So hold on. So that Steelers win, which I know you don't have in your little notes, that Steelers win gave me 10 wins last week with you at right. nine. That's correct. So Coming that, into this week, I'm 42 and 30. You're 40 and 32. Really? Only uh, So you were three games up? No, I'm two games up with that game. I took that game out. I got myself a loss on that one. Oh, that's right. You did, baby. Mm-hmm. That's right, you did. Um, and of course, right now it's not so good considering I'm I lost five games today, so that's a little struggle. But yeah, it's but, not uh, it's not so good. So what should the what should Chicago do to win? And do they need to win? Should they play for what's available in the off season? Uh, what's available in the draft, the draft? Or should they try to get some wins under their belt? And prove that Coach Nagy should stay in Chicago. Also, on top of that, do they need to do they need to make changes at some point? I mean, so I think there's, I think they, there's no question they have to make changes, and I think we talked about it last week. I know we were, you know, some a little bit tongue in cheek, but it does start at the top, and you know, the rumors are already starting. You know, you've got several names being attached to the Bears as potential candidates for president of operations. Believe it or not, Peyton Manning's name is getting thrown around in that space. 
You've got Northwestern head coach Pat Fitzgerald being thrown as a possible head coaching change for Matt Nagy. Um, but whatever. I mean, it starts at the top. And Ted, we talked about it. Ted Phillips has been at the helm for the last, I think, good 20 seasons. Um, things have to change. There's no question about it. It has to change. It has to start at the top. You got to get the right people in there to make decisions. Um, I'm not saying that Matt Nagy was the wrong decision. It's just as of right now, it's not working out. Yeah, I, I mean, I was high on Nagy, especially that first year. I think a lot of people were. Yeah, I think a lot of people were. And you know what? That's part of it. I mean, you know, a lot of times you talk about all these these guys. You never really get, you're not going to know what you have until somebody actually gets behind the wheel and start driving that car. It's no different than Trubisky. A lot of people were high on him, and now they're like, yeah, okay, not so much. A lot of people were not high on Tom Brady. Well, how did that work out? You know, I mean, it's just that's just the way it goes sometimes in the in the game of sports. So I don't know. I, I just I definitely think there needs to be some changes. Um, so what do they need to do to win? So they play. So here's the remaining. Right. Let's talk about the remaining games. They've got Texans this week coming up. Mm-hmm. They got another one against. They got another one against uh, the Packers at the end of the year. What they close are, out against the Packers. What's the other two games that they've got? I'm sure you can find it. Well, they play. They they have to play at Minnesota, and then they uh, got Jacksonville. Okay, so, so you, you really had winnable games. Two after we you know played Green Bay. Green Bay. You had several winnable games going forward, starting with today. And that didn't happen, or starting with Sunday's loss. And that did not happen. Now, do I think they're going to be able to beat the Vikings? I don't even know. I, I don't think so. The Texans? I don't think so. And this is, you know, I felt they, the they might be going. able to beat yeah. Texans. Look, I, they're, they're hot and cold, man. Texas yeah, lost today. If you lose, if you lose the will to win, you know, you, you asked the question, should the Bears lose and get a better draft position or should they win? You always play to win. Always. You always have to figure out a way to win games. Everything else will fall into place. And, you know, I'm not, I don't tank or any of that garbage. I don't believe in any of that. And realistically, the better question on this whole thing is, Ron, is do we even trust the current regime to even handle a, the draft, regardless of what position we're in? Yeah. Do I think this this team this uh, current staff is going to be able to figure out who they need to pick in that eight to twelve range that they might fall in and and be able to develop this that person? I, I just don't see it. Not unless they get a can't a can't miss prospect. Um, yeah, they've got a lot of unknown. Uh, way too much question just, marks out there. It's brutal. Well, the the bear. I, I agree. I think. I think you're right. I th- you, there there's there was a couch potato fan out there that mentioned I think to you last week what the Bears should do for head coach, and it was one other person. He said that they should get Jim Harbaugh <laughs> as the <laughs> and Mike Singletary, Jim Harbaugh for head coach, and Mike Singletary for defensive coordinator. Um, no, uh, whoever you're. You know, I I love 1985 like the rest of them. I love the 80s, the 90s, you know, early 90s with the Bears. But come on, let's let's move on, okay? We're not bringing Ditka back to coach this team. Buddy Ryan's not going to be able to come back. There's no question about that. Stop with the 
getting us connected with the 85 Bears. All right, different times, different players. We need to find somebody that can put in a system to help this team get better. We need to find somebody who knows how to evaluate and draft good talent at quarterback. Yeah. Or get a quarterback whisperer. And, and and by the way, while you were <laughs> while you were talking, I looked it up. Our third quarter touchdown is Cordero Patterson's <laughs> kick return. That's what I thought. Holy testicle Tuesday. Holy testicle Tuesday. This offense has not scored a single point in the third quarter. Nope. A single point. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, because that, that's special teams. This is that's got to be a wreck. Oh my god! Speaking of special teams, you see what happened to uh, who was it? The Chargers? No, but Argu- they... arguably the worst special teams play in the history of the NFL. Now, granted, I know we're beating on the Bears. Maybe we can let's break off and stop talking about them for a second because this was this was insanity. Um, that gate. Well, the Chargers lost. What was it? Forty something to nothing. You forty-five said? to nothing. <laughs> I want to at I home. I think at had, home. Oh yeah, they were in L.A. But I want to say they had they gave up a um, a punt return for a touchdown. Oh, seventy yard punt return, a blocked field goal for a touchdown. Oh wow! Um, they gave up tons of kick return yards. I think they had. Uh, Two times on uh, on a punt, they had only ten players on the field. You want to talk about getting fired? Jeez. That often, that uh, special teams coordinator should get fired. But the Patriots, I said last week, don't look now. These guys are now in the playoff conversation. Oh yeah, you did. You did. Oh yeah, uh, you you did say that. That's impressive. I, I know I did. I did say that. That's why I said I, it again. I wish I could. I wish I could replay that. Clip, but I don't have yeah, that clip. Get the clip out. So let's talk. Let's talk some Vegas football. Yeah. So let's talk Las Vegas. Las Vegas uh, Raiders uh, played the Jets in. Um, well, actually, you know what? I don't necessarily have to tell you this. Uh, we'll just have the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders tell you this. That was a that was a great win for us, and uh, really proud of our players and how they finished. Plenty of things to clean up, but uh, we were missing a lot of key players today. And to win on the East Coast on a short week after a tough outing is uh, a character builder for us. And I'm really proud of the guys. I'll answer any questions that I can. Did you know you beat the worst football team in the NFL? Just saying. But just barely. Just barely. 13 and they seconds. Proved left. why they're the worst team in the NFL by sending an all out blitz on that game-changing touchdown play. Even the players were scratching their heads after the game saying, I don't know why they called that. <laughs> I mean, seriously? Adam, googly eyes, Gacy. Who's their defensive coordinator for the Jets? Uh, does it matter? It's terrible. I'm just making sure the Bears don't pick them up next year. Well, they probably will. So the Las Vegas Raiders uh, winning Winning basically down to the wire with 13 seconds left, 40-yard pass from Derek Carr to, to Ruggs for the touchdown. Nice bounce back from a horrible loss last week. I mean, that was a pretty bad. That was a, a win we thought they should have had. They played horribly. 
but should have, well, but it should not have been as close of a game, don't you think, T? Well, it's I mean, they struggled running the football today. You know, there's no question about that. But you know, you got guys like Darren Waller stepping up big. I think he had 200 something yards receiving today and a couple of touchdowns. Um, yeah, but they got the job done when they needed to. I mean, that that's unfortunately when you're a team like the New York Jets and you're sitting at zero and eleven coming into this game. This is the type of these are the type of things that happen. These are the type of things that go your way or don't go your way. And again, that was a that was a terrible call at the end of the game to blitz on that play, and and it it blew the game for him. Well, I mean, at least Derek Carr recognized it was an all out blitz, and he knew he had one on one on the left side to Rugs. Derek Carr threw for three hundred eighty one yards, three touchdowns. Uh, uh, Waller ended up having a great game, actually the his breakout game, best game he's ever had, two hundred yards and two touchdowns. Followed uh, by Rugs with 84 yards and and a touchdown. You're you're right. You you made a point there, T. You said uh, their running game wasn't that good. Josh Jacobs was actually inactive for this week, uh, week 13, um, in the running game. So the running game to- had got a total of 72 yards of rushing. Um, not not the best performance against a, a defensive team that's not very good at all. Um, but somehow, some way the Raiders got it to work and they got that win, even if it was 13 seconds left or not. Um, coach did say that there was, you know, a few more people inactive or out. Uh, but I don't, um, I don't know if it really mattered obviously against the jets, but he's absolutely right. Short week going to East coast, usually West coast going to East coast. You tend to it's tend to be a tougher game, and uh, it was impressive though to to see the uh, Las Vegas Raiders get that win. They're, you know, it still keeps them in the hunt for a playoff game, and uh, possibly you know they're they've got an uphill battle. I mean, Kansas City Chiefs is playing right now as we're talking on this podcast, but uh, you know they can they can still at least be a part of the pitcher, unlike some of the other teams that are out there. Saints held off the Falcons today. I think you had the Falcons as your uh, upset of the week there, T. Uh, once again, that uh, that came back uh, incorrect. At least you have one upset of the week. I mean, that is impressive. But, <laughs> but uh, you know. Taysom Hill had his first career touchdown pass today in that game. Yeah, he actually had two. At least they made two. a game of it. I mean, Matt, Matt Ryan did not play well today. Um, got smacked around a little bit. Again, they couldn't run the football. Um, but you know, the saints are doing a, do it. They're doing it. I mean, I, I thought I read a graphic that over the last couple of years, uh, the saints are either seven or eight. No, without breeze. Mm. So maybe, well, yeah. they don't need, maybe they don't need drew breeze. <laughs> well, bridge, I think Bridgewater took, was five and oh mm-hmm. last year. Taysom's won a couple, two, three games now. Yeah. So, uh, saints hold off Falcons and the saints punch their ticket into the playoffs with the bears loss. And of course the bears did lose. So saints are absolutely in the playoffs. Uh, Vikings still alive for playoffs. They won today. Unbelievable. They beat the team the Jags, the Jags. Now, our uh, friend, Sean, a, who's not here tonight. Uh, he did pick the Jags as the upset of the week. He is incorrect. So, but you did, you did make, uh, you made a point against the Eagles. You said, Hey, when are they going to put in Jalen hurt? And, uh, 
They brought Jalen Hurd. He makes his debut in the third quarter. He's 5 for 12 for 109 yards and a touchdown and a pick. He also rushed five times for 29 yards. It's not terrible for maybe a quarter and a half. Yeah, the Eagles are in trouble. Jalen Hurts, um, you know, we, I, we figured we'd see him. And does this mean that the Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz's days are numbered? But they've got they're they're going to be in trouble with him because he's got a lot of money tied up in that team uh, from a cap perspective. You know, it's not a matter of them being nobody's going to trade for him. Not going to be a, be able to cut him um, without having some serious cap penalties. Um, so it's it's this is a really dire situation for the Eagles, who early on were were probably going to be right up there with the Cowboys as being a favorite for that NFC least uh, comp, uh, division, but um, not happening. Carson's struggling big time. No, and the team in the NFC least that actually is is making a turn for the for better is the New York Giants. New York Football Giants go on the road to Seattle. And I, you know what? If you listen to last week's podcast, man, I had a feeling about the Giants too. You did. You did. I, I remember you actually said, and we both said, I think we both called you a nutbag. Yeah. I mean, I think I, you know, and I stress the fact being that Colt McCoy was coming in to play foot, football for the Giants, right? He was going to come in and play quarterback. And this is a guy who, who's, I think, career quarterback rating is in the low 70s. He doesn't win football games. Um, and, you know, he did not play stellar today, but the defense came to play. Yeah. Russell Wilson was just running for his life today. And I think they had five or six sacks today. Just Leonard Williams was just a complete stud on that defense. And that's really what helped them to win that game because they didn't, you know, they were able to run the football. I mean, Gallman had a phenomenal game. I think he had 150 yards or something like that. Um, but for them to do that to Russell Wilson and the Seahawks and, and, you know, that, that defense um, played so well today. I think it was impressive. Well, you know, what's impressive. You, you may have one uh, upset of the week, but how many lock of the weeks have you won? <laughs> Two. Oh, you're pretty quiet. Two. Two. You sure about yes. that? I'm sure. I thought that. you lost every one of your lock of the weeks. No. No, I won. Again, oh, okay. I picked the Packers. The second, the second, my second lock was the Packers over the Jaguars, and my third lock. Um, that's actually my only lock. Never mind. I've got one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. So you do have one lock of the week. Uh, Just I, one. I am currently undefeated on my lock of the weeks, and I picked for my lock of the week this week is the Ravens. And that won't oh, be, you know, I, I take, I take that back. I had Kansas city the first week. So I did, I did have two lock of the week. Wins, oh my God. So. Two. That's yeah. solid. That's two out of six. It's not great. I'm undefeated. You are currently five and oh with Baltimore as your lock against Dallas, uh, here in the middle of the week. Yeah. So, we'll yeah. see how that goes, especially with the whole COVID scandal going on in the Ravens. So, yeah, it's it's been it's been it's been a tough uh, it's been a tough week. It's been a tough week. We keep this is like a broken record. This just keeps happening, and uh, right, Chicago finding new ways to lose. Chicago's on their longest losing streak since two thousand and two. Hey, couch potato fans, what should the Bears do now that they have 
lost six games in a row? Let us know. Hit us up at MM Couch Potatoes on Twitter. Tweet us. Or also email us at info at mondaymorningcouchpotatoes.com. We'd love to hear what you have to say, and we would definitely bring it up on next week's podcast. And if it's uh, decent, uh, hell, we'll uh, give you our number. You call in, and you can be on next week's podcast as well. So hit us up, please. It's been, it's been a Tim. It's it's been tough, man. I well, mean, I mean, do you see them? So let's talk about that. So they're back. They're home again next week, playing Houston. Do you think that they can beat Houston? I think they can. I think they can. I think they can. I think they can bounce back because Nagy says that they're going to re- review the tapes. And I feel like, you know. It, did you see what Watson did to that defense today, though, against the Colts? Threw for 340 yards. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, the Colts defense is every bit as good as the Bears. Colts Colt did, did win, though. The, the Texans can't run the ball. I'll give you that. But right now, the Bears defense playing on their heels. I, You know what? This was a this was a demoralizing loss, in, in my opinion. And it's going to be tough for them to rebound. Wow. Uh, I I mean, I don't know. But I guess we'll see if I pick them when we go over next week's picks, because maybe I will. Okay. (laughs) I got another question, because it has to do with Dallas. Does Dallas need to change anything up to get wins or call the season a bust? What's the vibe down down in Dallas, Texas, T-Dog? Well, I think the vibe right now is is down here as people are kind of like, you know what, this season is what it is. If Dak was in there behind center, it would be a lot different. Um, and so it's, this is one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know what? This this is a season that we could have had, but we we, we don't. Uh, they've get, dealt with a lot of injuries, especially on the offensive side of the ball. The defense hasn't played well early on, but they've played well as of late. So I think they're good enough. This Dallas team is good enough to string together a few wins here to close out the season and give the Giants at least something to think about as they try to run away with this horrendous division. Believe it or not, the Giants, who I think lost the first five games of the year, five or six games, I want to think. They started 0-5 or something like that, and now they're on the, you know, they're on, they basically control their own destiny to win that division. Um, It's pretty sad. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, the Cowboys, you know, they're going to have to um, – they got – obviously they got a big decision to make with Dak Prescott and what they're going to do with him. Yeah, that's uh, a tough gonna spend one. the money, which I'm sure they are. I, I, I see them – don't be surprised if you hear an announcement down the road here, him him getting um, – not, not immediately down the road, but they are going to resign him. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be somewhere in the range of four years at 140 to $150 million. That's how big I think that his contract's going to be, even with the injury. Wow. Because somebody somebody will give him that money if the Cowboys don't. Oh, yeah. There, there's plenty of teams out there that need a Dak Prescott on their, on their roster, injured or not, I think. It'll be interesting, though. It, it'll definitely – the play will be interesting because, honestly, Dallas, they their backup is just not working out for them. Uh, Andy Dalton, even though he played for, I think he played for Texas Tech. He, uh, or was it TCU? It was one of those games, one of those colleges down in Texas. Mm-hmm. 
you know, he's just not the same. He's not the same guy as when he first came in the league. I, I don't know if it's confidence. I, I don't know. He just doesn't have it. But, you know, for for this week, you know, because the, the, what is it, the Cowboys are playing the Ravens, but they're I think they're playing Tuesday night. They pushed them back because the Ravens played Wednesday against the Steelers. We all picked the Ravens, though, huh? We don't we don't feel that the Cowboys are going to have much of a chance to beat the well, Ravens. I believe, um, I believe they're starting to get starting to get healthy. They're getting some of their key players back. Um, so I think that's probably why we picked them. And Dallas is obviously struggling. So, wow. So this podcast has really been brought to you by the NFL. This is all we talked about was the NFL. And Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, much needed. And the other thing we, we need to just briefly talk about before we get into our picks, because I think it's important we talk to our, talk about our picks for next week, is there there's going to be a Tyson-Holyfield fight coming up. Now, I know you know a lot about boxing, Tim, because you've been to many boxing matches, and you're one of the best people out there that know about boxing. The question is, Really, is Tyson going to eat off the other part of his ear? He's going to finish. Is he already had a little bit of hors d'oeuvre with his his little earlobe? But is he going to finish the rest of his of the main meal? You did say he does smoke weed before the fights, and you said that gives him the munchies. So put two and two together, and Holyfield's going to have trouble hearing sometime after that fight. I don't know. He's going to have a holy ear. Is this 1996 all over again? I mean, are these guys really fighting like 24 years or whatever it is after their last match? If that's how long ago it was, I remember we used to sit around and watch fights when it was Tyson and Holyfield and, and you had, you know, Buster Douglas and, and you know, who are the other big guys back then? I mean, it was fun when we lived in Vegas. It was a big deal when they would have those fights. Now, like, I, I can't even, I wouldn't even be able to tell you anything about who has the heavyweight title right now. If they even have them right now, I don't even know. Well, uh, that's a good question. So, I, no, I don't have any, I don't have anything to say about Tyson Holyfield other than. What? Eh. Eh. What do you want me to tell you? Eh. Eh. What do you want from me? Yeah. I got one dog looking one way, the other dog looking that way, and the guy in the middle is like, hey, what do you want from me? I got it. Well, I think we need to get into this next week's picks. I think this is a good point to segue into the pick section. T-Dog's going to start us off with the Patriots that whipped the Chargers Heinies against another. I guess the Pats just can stay in L.A., huh? Because they're playing the Rams. Well, in the yes. same, not in the same. They don't have to go. They don't have to go anywhere if they don't want to. I mean, they're in the pretty much lockdown. Yeah, right. Out of all the states to be in, there they have to be in California, where everything is locked down. To holy hell, you can't even yep. have more than two family members in your household. So you know what they they gonna do? Go to the beach and chill. <laughs> So with all that extra rest and no distractions, because there's nothing to do in California, Patriots take on the Rams. What well, you got? They beat up. Well, they beat up 
they beat up a rookie QB today. And we talked about the special teams, how well they played. But but this defense they're going to be playing with this coming week, completely different than the Chargers defense. Yeah. Um, you know, the Rams are not the Chargers when it comes to defense. Uh, I see Aaron Donald and the Rams roughing up the Pats here for a win. So give me L.A. I think uh, the Pats are going to get uh, run over on that one. I agree. I agree. Uh, we got Cowboys, your beloved Cowboys, your beloved Cowboys. Isn't that funny? Beloved. And now that you're so. now that you're in uh, Dallas, you traitor. Cowboys at the Bengals. This one's gonna be a this one's gonna be a pick'em. I think this one's gonna be a pick'em. I don't think there's a favorite. In garbage these versus garbage. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I. Uh... I really wish I could see what Dallas feels. I feel like Dallas hasn't played forever. So, you know, it's kind of kind of hard to to gauge what to think here in this game. Uh, both teams obviously have lost their their heart and soul from behind center. Um, but uh, Bengals are playing better defensively. The Cowboys actually are playing better defensively. This has the makings of just a ugly game, like 3 to 3 at halftime. You know, nine to six going into the fourth quarter. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals at home. Bengals are going to win this one. Okay. So here's my feeling on this game. Who was the previous quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals prior to prior to the guy, the kid that got hurt? Burrow, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. That's interesting that you mentioned that name. Where is Andy Dalton playing at right now? Just wondering. Just just curious. Do you know where? Do you know? No. No, where? The Cowboys. Oh, that's right. The Dallas Cowboys. And Andy Dalton has got a little, you know, a little grudge. You should have stood you should have stuck with me. So now I'm gonna stick that's it to you. Okay. Cowboys, Andy Dalton. It's going to be not nine to six. It's going to be twenty nine to seven. Wow. Cow- Cowboys whip the Bengals heinies because of Andy Dalton. It's got a grudge match, dude. What better way to? There's two. There, there's two things that teams will win on. One, they lost their head coach because their head coach was fired. And teams generally win that that game because it's emotional. They're charged up. Two, you were let go, or you were just you know not rehired, not resigned, whatever. And you go to another team, and you happen, you know, by default, of course, you happen to be the backup because you kind of suck anyways. But now you got to be the starter because your your starter has hurt themselves. Dalton comes in. I think he comes in and he whips some Heine. Okay. Uh, Chiefs at Dolphins. This one, I think, was going to be a good game. Yeah, it, it should be. I mean, Tua's back. Played well today. Double T. Double um, T. Threw for almost 300 yards, I think, today. But the Chiefs are really, uh, really going to have to kick it up here, and I think they're going to get a win here on the road. They've got to keep pace with the Steelers. They probably anticipate Pittsburgh tripping up here. Maybe uh, the next couple of weeks they got a tough one coming up here against Buffalo. The Steelers do, so... I think the Chiefs are really going to be ready to play this game. Um, I know they're getting uh, a run for their money by the uh, um, by the Broncos, but I'm going to take the Chiefs and uh, win on the road here. 
This is a big game, though. No it, question. Yeah, no question. Uh, Chiefs on the road. And if it's raining. All right, I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well. You got Cardinals at Giants. Man, what's going on with the Cardinals, bro? Like, they've lost a couple games in a row. What's going on with the Cardinals and what's going on with the Giants? I mean, the arrow is pointing down right now. Kyler Murray is is struggling, um, you know, has is, is struggling holding on to the football right now. Um, and the Giants, as we talked about earlier, their defense, they're playing really, really good defense right now. Um, you know, you look at how well Giant the Giants have played over the last few games, you know, they've – Pretty much, I think their average is under 300 yards per game uh, defensively over the last three or four games. So they're, and you, you remember the last three or four games is when they kind of started realizing they got a shot at this division because the rest of the teams are, are struggling. And they're doing it without Daniel Brown. Now, yeah, Colt McCoy, as I mentioned, is just really not the answer. But I think the defense is going to be able to do just enough this is going to be my upset of the week. I'm going to take the Giants over the Cardinals. Oh, wow. The upset of the week. Wow. Well, I am already – I already picked the Giants. I think the Giants are going to beat the Cardinals. I think I don't know if Cardinals are going to play especially well in cold weather anyways. And I, I – just something about the Giants, man, just got me all hot and tingly inside. So, Giants it is – Couch potatoes. Oh, that was a little bit unsettling. But okay. <laughs> Vikings at the Bucks. I'm gonna start uh, this one. I'm gonna start this one off. I, I think the Bucks stops there. I think the Bucks stops the Vikings. I'm taking the Bucks over the Vikings. Have I used Tampa as my lock of the week? You have not. Let's Make that my lock of the week, folks. Wow. I'm locking it in. Buccaneers at home over the Minnesota Vikings. What do you got there, T? Yep, I'm going to take Tampa Bay, too. Oh, okay. Because I hate the Vikings. So there you go. Oh, it's, it's personal. Broncos at Panthers. The Broncos at the Panthers. Wow. You know, I... <sighs> Definitely think looking at Carolina in this at, in this game to kind of bounce back, get a win at home against a struggling uh, Denver team. But the more and more I watch, you know the 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 Broncos Chiefs game here in the side here, they're playing pretty well right now. Um, yeah. But I don't see them going uh, on the road and uh, beating Carolina, and they'll do just enough to to win at home. Uh, so I'm going to take Carolina. Uh, I agree. I I'm gonna I'm you know what I'm gonna. I don't agree. I think the Broncos are going to lose. I'm going to take Carolina. What? See, I threw through a little, yeah, little yeah, spin did. on that. You're like, what? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are we going to do, we're going to do uh, Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. What you got? Uh, Titans in this one. Again, another big game. Uh, playoff bound team. They've got a rebound. They've got to get a win. Uh, tough loss on the books for them. Uh, so I, I think they're going to rebound and uh, make quick and easy work of the woeful Jags. Good. I'm going to take the Jags as the upset of the week. I feel like this is a good opportunity for the Jags. They played well today. You know, they could have won today. 
but I think they can beat Tennessee and and just make that that Tennessee Ravens or Texans Tennessee Texans uh, division get a little bit tighter, closer. So I'm gonna go Jacksonville. All right, uh, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make Tennessee my lock of the week. Oh, there you go. All right, I got you down for the lock of the week. Colts at Raiders. Uh, yeah. What do, you, I don't know, what do you think on this one? This is a, This is gonna be a good game. It's gonna be a really good game. And if the Raiders can get back Josh Jacobs, if they get back a few other defensive players that have been out, um, Raiders at home against the uh, gnarly Colts. I, I like the Raiders. I'm gonna take the Raiders. I just they need to continue on there with. They had a really bad game. They came back and and you know they're hyped up that they won. Uh, they hype, they're hyped up because they won't. Um, they won the Jets game, and they know deep down inside they have to continue to win. They have to continue to win. So Raiders uh, over the Colts. What do you got there, T? Well, the Colts right now are playing really good offensive football, no question about it. T.Y. Hilton's having a phenomenal, he had a great game today. Uh, Phillip Rivers is really clicking. And, you know, they've, they're one, three of their last four. Obviously, that big loss to the Titans, so they're playing good football. They've, they've, this is a team that can score points. I mean, they've only had one game that they didn't score 20 or more points. One game. Mm, Remember what that was against? I, I'm thinking it's the Bears. It was the Bears. The Bears oh. held them to 19 points. But – Nonetheless, I like the Raiders at home as well. I think they're going to win this one. I'm going to go with Derek Carr and the, and the Raiders. Okay. The Jets at the Seahawks. I, I Seahawks have to rebound after losing to the Giants. Yeah. And they're still in Seattle. And Giants, if they're going to do all-out blitzes, Wilson's going to light them up. So Jets, you mean? Huh? But, yeah, Giants. You said Giants. I mean Jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I originally had these guys as the lock of the week considering how deflating that loss was. and uh, Well, you can't. First off, I don't think you can use them as a lock of the week because you've I, already used I know I can't. I, I said I originally had them, but I already used them. So, But, you know, big loss for the Jets, obviously, on the last second. Seattle losing to the Giants. Just a, just a rough, rough weekend. Um, but I still I think this is going to be a big – you're right. It's going to be a big rebound game for the Seahawks. I look to them for just wreck the Jets here and send them to 0-13, so I'll take the Hawks too. So what I scribbled a name down. Who's playing the Lions? Do we know? Uh, the Packers. Oh, the, I scribbled the fudge. I, put, I think I wrote fudge over the Packers. Fudge Packers at the Lions. Yeah, I went there, folks. Yeah, it's a, this is a... Two very two two teams we certainly can't stand, but ugh. I think the Packer, you know, albeit the Lions did get the uh, the win over the woeful Bears today. Um, they might be sitting high, sitting pretty young, you know, the, or not young, but the new head coach Bevel taking over. Packers are going to come in and smack them around, though. They're riding high right now. Uh, that offense is clicking. We talked about the tight end. Um, that's just having a phenomenal season now, and uh, I'm going to go with the Packers on this one. Yeah, I agree. I think that tight end for the Packers is that kid from your old hometown. Did yeah. you ever meet him? No, 
I mean, I've seen him. I watched him play. I, you know, went went to the games and watched him play, and he was our quarterback. And he didn't. Uh, he didn't um, try talking to any of your kids, or your kids weren't any were friends with him or anything. He was a couple years older than my oldest. He's a couple years older than Kevin. So, oh really? Kevin might. Yeah, Kevin might have been a sophomore. So, probably not too much conversation there. Yeah, I'm gonna tip the hat to. Uh... I'm going to tip the bottom line is I'm going to tip the hat to the McHenry kid, not to the Packers per se, but I'll, I'll tip the hat to the McHenry kid. So I'll take the McHenry Robert, kid. Robert Tunyon. There you go. Tunyon. It is uh, saints at Eagles. Well, check it out. The saints, they now own the top ranked defense in the NFL. Now granted that's thanks to playing the fifth string quarterback of the Denver Broncos last week, but but you know what? They played well on defense today, too. And, you know, they held Matt Ryan under 50% uh, completion, I think. They only had – they were under three yards per rush uh, today. So defensively, they're playing really good. They go against an Eagles team that's struggling. Carson Wentz, is he gone? Is You know, is he's probably not going to be playing, right? So you're looking at Jalen Hurts getting a chance there in his career beginning uh, against uh, the Saints and the defensive on a rise. I got to give the edge of the Saints here. I don't care who's in there. Uh, they're going to get the W, whether it's the Rook or whether Wentz finds his the way back. The dub. Yeah. All right. Well, Carson Wentz, where did he go? To the bench. <laughs> he went to the bench, baby. Second string. That was string. a good one. That was a good one. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm taking the Saints as well. I I like what you're. I like what you're. I like what you're. Uh, when I'm picking up and you're putting down, or I like when you're putting down and I'm picking up. I like it, baby. <laughs> So the next team is Falcons at Los Angeles Chargers. Falcons at the Chargers. Falcons at the Chargers. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, and I, it's another tough matchup. It's not going to be a horrible game, that's for sure. I mean, Matt Ryan, they almost won. They It came down to a, a pass to Julio Jones, uh, fourth, uh, fourth down. That was in the end zone that happened to be dropped or Falcons would have uh, either tied or won the game. Um, I think Chargers was absolutely humiliated. And do they have the fortitude to come back from an 0-45 loss to beat the Falcons, who still puts up some offensive numbers. I'm going to go with the Falcons. I'm going to take the chargers on this one. Then I mean, the, the Falcons are giving up over 400 yards a game on the road defensively. Um, you like to say this cross country stuff, you know, makes a difference. So they're traveling across country yeah, after but, a tough loss today. So I'm going to take the chargers. I, it does make a difference, but I think it makes more of a difference from West coast going to East coast, not East coast going to West coast. That's but, who we. But I believe that what you, you know, I think that's a good pick. That's just a bunch of new age hooey. <laughs> hooey. And the blowfish. All right. So Washington at the Niners. Washington at the Niners. Your boy, your boy going to win on the road here? Um, The Niners actually look pretty good. I think, I, I don't think Washington can win at home against the Niners. I'm going to take the 49ers. Well, you're taking a four, the 49ers against one of the best defenses in the NFL, believe it or not. But not the best. You just said who the best is. They're certainly not the best. 
Um, and they are they, they are in the NFC least they are. division. That's that's affirmative. Um, San Francisco's been tr- been struggling a bit on offense the last couple last few weeks, um, and Washington's still in the thick of that playoff race there for the division. Um, I'm going to take Washington on this one. I'm going to take them on the road. They're going to. Okay, I like it. Steelers at the Bills. Steelers at the Bills. Now this. Go ahead. Steelers lose their first game of the year. Bam. Whoa. Done. That you know, I I think I I listen. I'm listening. Steelers have been winning. Large yeah, no. and in charge. Big Ben. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. But I haven't seen, but I have Steelers losing last week. So, or this week, I have Steelers losing this week, which would then make your prediction. Incorrect. Incorrect. Very incorrect, actually. You'd be off by one. So Washington winning on the road. The Washington football team beating the the Steelers. It's not going to happen. Steelers will be 12-0. I be- I believe that the Bills will win against the Steelers, but I do not believe that it will be the first loss for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So for all you Steeler fans out there, sorry, but your team can't win to everyone because we already know there's only been two undefeated regular season teams. You know the first one, T. Well, I know both of them. <laughs> and you know what happened to the first one. They won it all. They did. The second one, not so much. They did not. The NFC least actually ended up winning that Super Bowl that year. Eli Manning. But I like the Bills. And then finally, Ravens at the Browns. And, man, Browns look good today. 41 points against Tennessee. And you guys you guys had Tennessee. Both of you guys had Tennessee last week or this week. Uh-huh. And I picked the Browns. I'm high on the Browns. Um I'm I'm also going to take the Browns against the Ravens. Yeah, I'm going to I'm with you. I'm going to take them as well. I mean Baker Baker Mayfield is playing well. I mean ever since they got Nick Chubb back, uh, they've been running the football really well. I think they had over 100 yards rushing again today. Um but yeah, I'm going to take the Browns as well. Yeah, against a Tennessee defense that is pretty good. And, and this is a team that's, what, three years removed from 0-16? Three or four years removed from 0-16? I yeah. Think they, you know, a couple, maybe it's a little longer, but nonetheless, that's, that's good stuff. Yeah, Mayfield threw for 334 yards, four touchdowns. Nick Chubbs ran for 80 yards, but a total with Kareem Hunt, they, they rushed for over 100 yards with uh, one touchdown by uh, Nick Chubb. And, uh, you know, nobody had over 100 yards receiving, but there was a lot of people. 11 different wide receivers he threw to. And that's pretty impressive. Um, But I I do have the Browns. I do like the Browns. And the one game that we haven't talked about yet 
which we're going to have to talk about at some point in our future because we've already kind of talked about it you know throughout this podcast because we were we were kind of heavy on chicago this podcast okay you know as soon as we can get a cowboys game in or a decent las vegas game in i mean listen the the raiders beat the jets on a go route with 11 or 13 seconds left that's not news folks they the raiders should have beat the jets now the raiders i do not believe covered they did not cover they had the raiders uh seven and a half and I got a good friend out there that took the Jets and the points. And she was right. She won. So, you know, there hasn't been a lot, a lot of sports talk going on. So we are, we are, you know, opening and spreading the rise with some boxing. And eventually we're going to get into hockey, folks. We're going to talk hockey. I can't wait. That's supposed to start up January 1st. So that's going to be actually quite fun. But now we have to talk about what we've been talking about all podcast long and that's texans at the bears now yes. there is not there is no 12th man for the bears anymore it doesn't help them 12th man was a big big deal for the bears the 12th man's you know what 12th man <laughs> has gotten a mask on their face and the 12th man is not coming to the game. I told my wife today how beautiful those seats looked. I've never seen them so blue. It's because nobody's going. No, now the fans are blue. The fans are the blue. Sucks. Yeah, and there's, yeah, right? The fans are blue, and there's not even any cardboard cutouts there at the game. They literally all burn themselves up, or they Great. ripped themselves in half. Or they blew away with the wind. There's just no hope for these bears. I am gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the bears, though. I I still there may be no hope, but I believe the Texans on the road in Chicago. If it's cold, I don't believe. I don't believe Texans are gonna win. I think the Bears. They're not necessarily who we thought they are, but they are going to win. I'm going to take the Bears. What about you there, T-Dog? What do you got there? Well, you know, I really thought this Lions team was a team that the Bears were going to turn around, and it looked like it early on. It looked like they were going to take advantage of a a poor defense and uh, get the win that they were looking to get off the schneid off the streak that they're on right now. And here come the Texans, another team with really nothing to play for. They're in kind of middling in that late top 10, high teen or low teens as far as draft pick arena. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson's playing well. The defense is garbage. I mean, it's just it's just not a good defense at all. But I just I, I'm really so frustrated right now, and this isn't just because I'm frustrated with the Bears, but I don't see the way this defense is playing capable of stopping Deshaun Watson. Even though they can't run the football, and we do have Akeem Hicks back, and we're good against the run, I don't think Houston's going to be able to run the football against us. But I see 
the Houston Texans coming in and upsetting the Bears at home. I'm going to take Houston. Oh, my God. That is some scary shit, dude. Well, I'm not proud of it. I don't like it, but. You just don't see it. You see that You no, see that quarterback I, just I, tearing I, us up. I, I'm hard-pressed to see them get another win this season. Even I, I, Depending on how they play the next couple of weeks, Jacksonville is no gimme. They're just not. I mean. Yeah. And I would hate for the Bears to think that Jacksonville is a gimme. And play poorly because they're like, oh, well, that's a that's one of that's a one win that we can at least get one win. Out of the and next and the thing is, is is if the defense gets back to how they played earlier this season, um, the Bears are actually going up against three of the worst defenses really in the NFL over the next three weeks. I mean, the Vikings and the Texans and the Jaguars are all in the bottom third. Um, with Houston and Jacksonville, I think ranked close to dead last. So you've got teams that you can get well against. Yeah. But if the defense all of a sudden is just, and I don't know if it's just because they've given up or the, the coaching staff is losing this team. Um, we're not, we have not been making good tackles. We talked about that last week and we're playing on our heels. And, you know, we talked, we've been beating the offense up for several weeks and, and rightfully so, but what does this defense need to do differently to, to stop this, this, the leaks? I mean, it's just, it's getting brutal. They're giving up way too many yards on the ground now. Um, well, they did last week. They did a lot better today. They're giving away way too much underneath from a passing perspective. That zone is getting chewed up. So I don't know. Yeah. There's changes that need to happen. I, I think Deshaun Watson's going to come in and play well. All right. Well, you've heard it here live. Well, not so much live anymore by the time you're listening to it, but you've heard of here. Monday Morning Couch Potatoes has spoken. We have given our thoughts and our picks for week 14. I mean, what more can you say there, T-Dog? I mean, seriously, what more? Nothing. There's nope. nothing. That's it. All right, folks. It was a great podcast. We want to make sure that uh, everyone is enjoying their time they hopefully everyone had a really great thanksgiving weekend and um i can tell you this we did we had a great thanksgiving weekend because we were the couch potatoes that were not eaten for thanksgiving weekend so that was very helpful so you have been listening to monday morning couch potatoes visit our website at mondaymorningcouchpotatoes.com Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you may be listening to our podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at MM Couch Potatoes. Listening to this podcast doesn't make you any smarter than you already are or are not. The Monday Morning Couch Potatoes podcast is for general information purposes only. Thanks for listening. And I'm out.